More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, hour number three, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. For those of you out there following this news, the Fed has decided not to raise interest rates um, in their most recent meeting. That news just coming down in the last three or four minutes. So mercifully, at least for now, interest rates paused. We're joined now by a candidate for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination. He is former Vice President Mike Pence. Appreciate you joining us today, sir. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton, thanks for having me on, guys. It's an honor to be back. Thanks for being with us. All right, so we are pleased to have you, and and i got to begin with the question. I said, and you may have heard it, uh, when Ron DeSantis was on on with us right after he he announced, I said, I think you need to consider announcing that you will pardon Donald Trump in the event he is charged. President Trump has now been charged. Yeah, but but even yes, convicted. But if you are president in January of 2025, I think you would agree this is a political prosecution. Why why am I wrong to think that it is important for whoever the Republican president is in the event that it is not Trump to pardon him? And why would you not want to pardon him? Well, first off, let's uh, let me take a step back. But I'm going to answer your question. Yesterday was a sad day for this country. I mean, the very specter of a former president of the United States in the dock in a court indicted. Um, I, I just, it's nothing I thought I'd ever live to see in this country. And um, uh, and I, I, I think that millions of Americans um, uh, were, were downhearted about what we saw. But in this country, first principles is what you guys talk about all the time. No one's above the law. Uh, and every one of us is entitled to the presumption of innocent, innocent until proven guilty, right? So uh, so that's where we start. And, and uh, former President Trump's entitled to the presumption of innocence. Now, I have read the indictment. Uh, I, I would tell you all, as someone that spent years on the International Relations Committee, I had the highest level of clearance when I was your vice president. I, uh, these are serious charges. I mean, the handling of classified information bears upon our national security, the safety of our armed forces, 
And I will just say to you, as I've said in other places, I, I can't defend what has been alleged. Uh, but the former president is entitled to his day in court. Uh, and frankly, after seven years uh, of politicization at the Department of Justice that I lived through, okay, I was in that campaign in 2016 when the head of the FBI said that he was not going to bring charges against Hillary Clinton for uh, much the same facts that have now resulted in an indictment uh, against Donald Trump. Uh, I was there in the White House during two and a half years of the Russia hoax. I, I saw the big media, big tech you know, collude to essentially suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story, all the things you guys have you know, covered with great distinction. But, it, it, you know, so I, I, it's it's hard for me to believe that politics did not play a role here. And it's one of the reasons why last week uh, I called on the Attorney General Merrick Garland to come before the American people and talk about the reasons for this decision, to answer questions uh, about the basis of it, because the American people have lost confidence in the Department of Justice. And what I will tell you is that uh, should I have the great privilege of being president of the United States, uh, we're going to restore confidence in the Department of Justice. We're going to clean house in all the senior offices. We're going we're to put men and women of unimpeachable integrity in those positions, and we're going to restore the confidence of the American people in equal treatment under the law. As so, part of that, Vice President Pence, can I ask you, uh, would yeah. you consider the appointment of a special counsel to look into what seems to be now increasingly obvious and brazen uh, corruption affecting the Bidens? Guys, why, why, why would we wait for that? I'm demanding it now. I demanded it on national television this morning. Look, I I want to see the Department of Justice bring equal vigor to the investigation uh, into uh, allegations concerning President Biden, concerning members of his family. I'd like to see them bring equal vigor to the investigation into President Biden's handling of classified documents. I mean, some of these documents date back decades uh, not just to when he was vice president, but when when he was a member of the United States Senate. That that's what I want to see: equal treatment under the laws that everybody gets the same, everybody gets the same treatment. And I, I'm going to continue to call on that. But that you know that the Lady Justice is blind, and we we ought to be able to demand as Americans uh, that the law be upheld, but that it be evenly and equally applied to everyone. And I will tell you, maybe you know I have a. I, I got two members of my immediate family that serve in the armed forces of the United States. My son's a captain in the Marine Corps. My son-in-law is a lieutenant in the Navy. And I, I, I will never diminish uh, the importance of protecting our nation's secrets. But, but, but all that being said, you know, as I said, I, having lived through all these years of politicization, I, I promise you, if I have the opportunity to be president of the United States, we're going to clean house, give the American people a fresh start and restore confidence in the rule of law. So, so Vice President Pence, this is the, the most basic question, but I think in a lot of ways yeah. it would be right. the most important one for you, which is uh, you served under President Trump. Why are you running? Why do you think you would do a, a better job, or what would you be doing differently as a matter of policy from what a lot of the listeners feel like was a overall very successful first four years of Trump? Well, I, Look, I'm incredibly proud of the record of the Trump-Pence administration. I know there are some candidates in this Republican primary who are, have taken to criticizing our record, but I, look, I stand by it shoulder to shoulder uh, every single day other than the difficult time that we had at the end. 
that I spoke about in my announcement speech last week where I stood on the Constitution of the United States. Every single day I was there as we worked to rebuild our military, revived our economy, we cut taxes, rolled back regulations, achieved energy independence, we secured our border, and we appointed three of the justices to the Supreme Court of the United States that gave America a new beginning for life. I'm proud of that record. But I'm running because I think this country's in a lot of trouble. I mean, frankly, in two and a half years, uh, President Joe Biden and the Democrats have weakened America at home and abroad. And I think those of us that have the experience, which my experience ranges not just from being vice president, but I was governor of the state of Indiana where we balanced budgets, we doubled an educational choice program, we stood for life and liberty. And also, I was a I was a, a leading House conservative for 12 years. I battled against the big spenders uh, in my own party, when I, that was when I first came into contact with the late and great Rush Limbaugh. He, he saw me as a backbencher that was fighting against big government republicanism back in the day. And I, I would tell you, I just think those of us that have the experience and those of us that have the proven commitment to the conservative agenda that's carried us, not just to Republican victories, but to great victories for the American people over the last 50 years, have an obligation to step forward. And that's why my wife and I, after a great deal of prayer and deliberations, announced our intention to seek the Republican nomination for President of the United States. And any one of your listeners all over the country that would like to know more or even help us out, go to MikePence2024.com. All right. We're talking to former Vice President Mike Pence running for president as the Republican uh, contender here in the primary. And I want to circle back uh, to the first question there because sure, I don't think you, right. you, you yeah. directly answered it. So, Let's presume you're fortunate enough to take oath of office January 2025. You become the next president of the United States. Donald yeah. Trump is convicted of what I think you would agree are clearly, to a large degree, political-based charges. He is facing time in prison. Maybe they even put handcuffs on him and walk him into a prison. Would you pardon him from those federal charges? Well, first off, I, uh, these are serious charges. And as I said, I can't defend what's been alleged, but the president does deserve to make his defense. And I would say to each one of you, look, I've, I've been a former governor. Um, uh, I've actually granted pardons uh, to people. Um, and I take the pardon authority very seriously. It's an enormously important power of someone in an executive position. And um, uh, I, I just think it's premature to have any conversation about that right now, guys. I really Why would you? But hold on. Let me just ask you that because, I, I, look, yeah, I think as a matter right. of principle, I think as a matter of principle, if you believe, as as both Buck and I do, that Donald Trump is being prosecuted to a large extent for political-based reasons, something that has never happened in the 240-plus yeah. year history of the United States, that we are setting an awful precedent here, and I think it's important to look at this even before the case has taken place. You've read the indictment. You know what the allegations are. They are serious. Right. But right. to me, what is gained by allowing Donald Trump to be put in prison in the event he was he was convicted is we lose infinitely more by not just taking a principled stand and saying as a matter of principle, this shouldn't happen. I'm not going to allow it. To me, if you're the executive, you are the ultimate decider with all due respect, when you aren't telling us what your decision would be, I think you're dodging the question and 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 frankly not stepping up on the on the front of leadership, which in the past you've been willing to do. So, I, I, to me, not answering is a no. Well, look, I, <laughs> number one, I don't think you know what the president's defense is, do you? I mean, what are the facts? 
I mean, look, we either believe in our judicial process in this country or we don't. We either stand by the rule of law or we don't. I just uh, – what I would tell you is I think as someone who but has But what I'm hearing is you're fine with Donald Trump being put think, in prison, sir. And that, to me, well, look, since it, you were his probably, vice president, guys, feels pretty guys, disrespectful. Look, I, I had a standard rule. I don't talk about hypotheticals. Look – we don't know what the president's defense here is. I think he's entitled to make his defense, entitled to have his day in court. And uh, look, let's you know, let's take it one step at a time. But I, I would just tell you that I, I uh, it, but if you, you know could, that you these are political charges me, and you do, you, this is not a this is not a difficult decision. Clay, I think we've make I think we've principle. gotten I think we've yeah. gotten what we're going to get here in terms of an answer to this one. Um, yeah, I, I just think you, any I think any conclusion by anyone running for the presidency of the United States that would prejudge the facts in this case or prejudge the investigation into President Biden or his family is premature. Let's let let's let the process play out. Let's follow the facts. And I promise you, as president of the United States, I'll do just that. What would you do differently from either Trump or any of the other Republicans running, sir? What, where where do you differentiate yourself? I mean, because to me, the, if yeah. you feel like the four years under Trump were so great, well then, why why run yourself if if the guy who was at the top of the ticket is running again? You know what I mean? I mean, honestly, I'm curious about that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great question. Look, you know, I joined the Republican Party when Ronald Reagan was in the White House. You guys were probably in grade school at the time. Um, ran for office the first time when he was uh, when he was actually in his last year in office. I joined the Reagan Revolution. I'm someone that believes that in a strong national defense and American leadership in the world. I think, I think we are the leader of the free world, the arsenal of democracy. And uh, when I hear the former president and others, frankly, in this race that are that are minimizing America's leading role in the world and and talking about pulling back or can't decide who should win after Russia's unconscionable invasion into Ukraine. I push back on that. I think we have an obligation to provide the soldiers of Ukraine with the resources they need to go and win that fight and repel the Russian invasion. I also think that's the best way to send a message to the Chinese that would diminish their military ambition. Secondly, look, uh, we are facing a debt crisis in this country, the likes of which we have never seen. We, we have a national debt the size of our nation's economy for the first time since World War II, and it's about to increase by a factor of five times if we're not willing to engage the American public and bring principled and compassionate reforms to the entitlements that are driving three-quarters of our national debt. Now, Joe Biden's policy is insolvency, but frankly, Donald Trump's policy is the same as Joe Biden's. Neither one of them are even willing to talk about the national debt, talk about uh, bringing common sense reforms to Social Security and Medicare. I will. I have been. I will continue to. Finally, look, I'm pro-life. I don't apologize for it. I'm incredibly proud that our administration appointed three of the justices that sent Roe versus Wade to the ash heap of history where it belongs. We've got this new era of life before us, and yet I hear my former running mate talking about some pro-life measures being too harsh, suggesting that overturning Roe v. Wade cost us elections in the midterm elections, and I see other candidates beginning to shy away from the right to life. Look, I, I believe the cause of life is the calling of our time, uh, and I'm going to continue to stand strong with states around the country that are advancing protections to the unborn. As president of the United States, I'll support efforts uh, to protect the sanctity of life uh, at the federal level as well.
Former President, Vice President Mike Pence running for president. Appreciate the time, sir. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on Clay and Buck. Thank you, sir. A lot of guys out there in the country, guess what? They don't have the chutzpah. They don't have the testosterone. They don't have the testicular fortitude that maybe they should. think you know who some of those people are. A lot of them in the Biden White House. That's why we need more testosterone in this country. Leading ingredient everyday regimen from Chalk in their Vitality Stack will guarantee that your T levels can go up by 20% in three months' time, a sensation you'll feel long before that 90th day. You need to check it out. You'll have more vim, vigor, vitality than you have in the past by going to chalk.com. C-H-O-Q, 35% off your subscription for life when you use my name, Clay, in the purchase process. Father's Day coming up this weekend. What better way to help dad out and have his back than with a subscription to Chalk? You can check it out for yourself, choq.com. That's Chalk with a Q, as in choq.com. choq.com. My name, Clay, in the purchase process. The Truth Compass, pointing due right every day. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America. America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we just spoke to a Vice President Pence there. <laughs> We're getting a lot of comments from a lot of you. We want to open up the lines to you, 800-282-2882. Um, 
clearly not committing to a pardon of, of Donald Trump, not not committing to it, and not answering it one way or the Clay was... You got uh, so fired up because I kept asking him the same question, Buck, but I'm so fired up about this. I think Mike Pence's campaign is over. I think he just ended it in that interview because if your campaign... Let me just explain what my theory here, because I think... If your campaign is, I'm the guy who will stand on principle, I refuse to do what Donald Trump wanted me to do on January 6th because constitutionally I didn't do it. I'll make the hard decisions and I will stand on principle. I don't know how you can stand on principle more than saying trying to put a former president in prison for political reasons is wrong and I'll make the hard choice and keep him out of prison. Look, look, he's, he's the vice president of Trump. Right? He's running against Trump. That's never occurred in the history of our republic. You want to talk about disloyalty? Okay. You asked him. He's got an answer. He thinks he'll do a better job. I I don't agree, personally. But he would let his former president be put in handcuffs by Joe Biden and won't tell us, I won't let that happen? That's I'm just that, gonna He's tell done you, to me. If they, if they come after you, Clay, I promise I'll pardon you. I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's I mean, if somebody, 100%, like, you can, you can hand, to, hand to God right now, hand on the Bible, if the feds come after Clay with some politicized nonsense, he's getting a pardon from President I, I'm, Buck. I'm not going to let them put you in handcuffs and, 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 and perp walk you into a prison. I'll, I'll make that pledge to Carrie and your mom and dad right now. He knew that question was coming, and my mind is blown. We'll take some of your calls. Can, can I just? How does he not have an answer for that? The, the, I mean, the answer he, he's, is basically he's, he's not going to pardon him. I mean, yes, this is why I'm just like that's this, the I only think thing you can clear. take from that. I think it's very clear that you know he's he's not going to weigh his his answer. To be fair, is he won't give an answer on this until we see the trial. That's his real answer. But for a lot of us, it's what is that? <laughs> like, you what, know, what the is charges are BS already. Like I don't even need to know the trial to know what I would do. That's what leadership is. He's done. I think his campaign's over. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, if you're still with them. By the way, he's welcome to come on again. I bet he doesn't. You're overpaying every month. Switch to Pure Talk, and you can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, unlimited talk, unlimited text, ultra-fast 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. How's the service and the coverage? It's phenomenal. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the country. Switching is easy. Grab your phone, dial pound 250, say the keywords Clay and Buck to get unlimited talk, text, Plenty of data for just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S.-based customer service team will make switching easy. Choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America. Using your phone, here's how you do it. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck for unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data. Just 20 bucks a month, pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Save an additional 50% off your first month. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. A lot of you want to weigh in on our interview with Mike Pence, which I think will soon be ricocheting around the interwebs and uh, the cable news networks and beyond. Um, And I'll just let you guys react. Um, Again, I've been pretty straightforward. I would pardon Donald Trump if I were president of the United States. I think the principle of it is important to set that we don't try to put uh, political candidates in jail for political process-based crimes. I think that's wrong. Mike Pence claims that he is a candidate of principle. And he certainly claims that based on his behavior on January 6th. 
I think it's a matter of principle that you should, if you're running as a Republican candidate, say that you will pardon Donald Trump in the event that he's convicted. I, I just don't see that as a difficult decision uh, or choice. And by the way, if you disagree, own it. I think Pence sounded like a typical politician, and that's why we kind of pressed him on it. But a lot of you want to weigh in. You can agree or disagree. Certainly the First Amendment's alive and well on this show. Um, who was up first here? J.C. in Cincinnati, I believe. J.C., what would you think? Hi, I couldn't agree with you more on principle. I think this uh, interview you had with Pence was very revealing. You could see right through him. Um, I think he's completely out of touch, and he's using tropes from the old Republican Party. He's comparing himself to Ronald Reagan, which they all do, which they have no right to do. They're hiding behind um, right to life. They're hiding behind all kinds of things in order to not answer questions. He's an old rhino with McConnell and McCarthy. um, And, you know, I'm just so sick and tired of it. I'm tired of hearing these things. I'm 43 years old. I'm the same age as you guys. And his his quip about you being uh, young and and, uh, while Ronald Reagan was in office is is foolish and demeaning. And I think he's got to go. On principle, the principle matter is, these people are using the law and executing in a way that's unlawful. And that's what we say when we say, no, that's wrong. He should be pardoned. I think, thank you for the call. I do think he was a little bit rattled there, Buck, because when he said, you guys were probably still in grade school. We were. We were young when Ronald Reagan was president. Guess what? We also have the balls to say we would pardon Trump, unlike Pence. So maybe age doesn't factor in that much with who's got a better legacy of Reagan. Um, Marty in Florida. Yeah. What do you got for us, Marty? Hey, Clam Buck. Hey, Clam Buck. I love your show. Uh, I just wanted to weigh in on on what just happened with Mike Pence. Uh, I believe that Mike Pence actually dug his own grave. uh, And this woke culture, uh, what we're going through right now, I believe that the woke community will scarf him to the end, to the bottom of the bare bone. He just showed that he doesn't know how to make a, a decision in relation to something that is, is at, at a serious magnitude. If Trump asks him to be his VP, how can you how can you turn your back on somebody? How can you not be able to make a decision when the rest of the country, everybody, even certain Democrats, even though they're not uh, or uh, they're not exposing it publicly, they even agree that this is political. So the whole country is content that this was the political prosecution, except the Biden regime, except the Bidens. Uh, and, and with that, it, it should be a slam dunk. It's a no brainer. So what Mike Pence just told me was he don't deserve my vote. He don't want my vote. And he and he's been a politician for way too long, which is really what he just showed us is that some of these people, they've been on Capitol Hill way too long. It's time for them to go home. And we got to put a, a age limit or a, a tenure on how long these people can be in, in on Capitol Hill, because he shouldn't have even made the statement that, well, well when you guys were in school, well, I was there with the Reagan. That doesn't matter. What matters is can you can you do what America needs in order to put us back on the right track? And if you can't close the door on what the, the what the Democrats have done to Donald Trump and the presidency of the United States of America, then you're not the person we need to have in the Oval Office. Marty in Florida, thank you for calling in, buddy. Appreciate it. Marty's got a lot of fire, a lot of passion that I can tell you is <laughs> love it. No, really, it's reflected in all the emails we're getting to, and people are very fired up right now. Um 
you know, I, I think that one of the challenges for anybody who, look, I, I know we, we did get some, uh, we got some people calling last week, just to, to rewind the tape for a second, who were very positively disposed toward the former vice president. We did get yeah. those calls. Remember, that did happen. And uh, I just think, though, in what world is Donald Trump sitting in a prison cell based on what the charges are, never mind even if they're true or not, like just based on the kind of things that they said happened. We know what they're saying happened. And what world would Trump sitting in a cell be a good thing for the country, be a fair thing, be a just thing? That's that's the challenge. To, to uh, me, this is not a difficult question. And the fact, I mean, Eddie in New York, what did you think, right, uh, of the Pence response there? Oh, yeah, he Howard in Howard in Hollywood, Florida. A lot of fl- fellow Floridians today. What's up, Howard? First, first of all, I want to say one thing. I don't support Donald Trump for president necessarily, but I, I really have issues with what Mike Pence said. He's talking about the principles of democracy, and there's no place in a democracy for political persecution. So just for him to say he's, you know, supporting the, uh, the principles of democracies and not recognize that merit Stalin is going against all the principles of democracy. So for him to not go against that and not be able to say, I would, I would not, uh, I would, um, what do you call it, pardon Trump, to me, says he's not really with the times and, and not the right person for president. Thank, thank you, Howard. I, I just say to also, whenever I start hearing, it, look, the, the debt is super important, um, but no one really, you know, there are other things that feel more imminent right now for the country to fix and more realistic for the country to fix. It's a little bit like, remember we Paul, uh, played Paul Ryan, I think it was yesterday, he said, you know, I don't really care about the culture wars. I just want to yeah. confront China and deal with the debt. It's like, well, he did neither of those things when he was Speaker of the House. And we've gained really very little ground on either of those things with the exception of Trump and his policy toward China on trade. Not on the debt, though. We can all do the math. We can all look at the, uh, the, the debt clock and understand what's going on. Um, so yeah, I, I think people have to understand, like, we're in, we're in a country now where they're going to lock up people that disagree with them. I mean, this, to me, that's the most fundamental issue yes, you can possibly have. That's the, that's the most, the most important fundamental part. issue. Yes. So I if mean, you're going to cr- lock it, people up because you don't like them and find excuses to lock them, you can always find an excuse to lock somebody up. We've talked about this. What was it Harvey Silvergate? I think three felonies a day wrote a book about this many years ago. How people commit crimes. They don't even realize they're committing crimes, but. A fair prosecutor, if there's no injury, no bad thing happens, they go, okay, well, you know, we're, we're going to let that go based on the, the common sense understanding of whether you should actually lock somebody in a cell or not. Um, but that's changed now. That's changed now. And at a time when we're seeing some of these political issues, you know, they're already, they're already looking at more laws, Clay. Uh, I mean, not to just bring this into the, the transgender youth debate right away, but. Parents are going to find themselves in the wrong side of the law in some of these blue states if they don't want their kids to have transgender surgery. You're going to tell me you're going to walk away from that fight? You're going to, that doesn't matter to you, right? So the legal fight to me becomes central to everything else. Because if you can't win on that, how are you going to win? You're, you're never going to have the power. You're never going to have the political sway to be able to tackle things like confronting China. I just come back, Buck. Mike Pence's entire campaign is predicated on, I'm the guy who will stand on principle. That is his entire campaign. I don't know how you can more stand on principle than by saying, I'm not going to let a chief political adversary of the 
person in charge be put in cuffs and put in prison? I, I, I just, I, I, I question why Mike Pence is even running for president if that's his answer on a question, which it clearly was. And by the way, he is, he owes the reason that he can run for president to Donald Trump selecting him to be vice president. It's not like he, if he hadn't been vice president, that some random governor of Indiana or whatever, senator, whatever Pence is, is going to have a profile to even have people care about him at all. Without Trump, he's Asa Hutchinson. <laughs> right? Whoa, I mean, whoa. wow. I'm sorry. Wow. Sorry for the Asa Hutchinson. We might have to, might have to bleep that but, out on the podcast. I, I, <laughs> mean, I mean, I could have a higher percentage to be president of the United States right now than Asa Hutchinson, right? Pence is Asa Hutchinson, but for Trump elevating him and putting him on a national ticket. So the idea that you would let the man you served as president be put in cuffs and put in prison for the rest of his life if you were president, I'm sorry, to me, that's a disqualifying answer. I don't dislike Mike Pence, but I don't see how any Republican in the country, any actual Republican, could vote for him based on the answer that he gave on this show. I mean, maybe if you hate Trump, but if you truly hate Trump, I don't really think you're a Republican. I think you're the Lincoln Project. You might prefer somebody else. You might like DeSantis or Tim Scott or Nikki Haley or anybody yeah. out there. Well, well there, I mean, there is a, there's a difference between, you know, some people were saying everyone needs to, like, not campaign anymore and just, fo- just yeah, rally right. behind Trump. No, that's, that's actually not a fair thing. That's not a fair standard Correct. or a smart standard. But would you pardon Trump if this thing goes all the way and you happen to become the next president for any of the candidates? It's not only a fair question. I think it's become an essential question, and I think we're all seeing why that is. And all, can I just put this out there? If anyone disagrees or yeah. likes the truck, can we can we put that out? Well, let's see yeah, if, sure. if anyone will call in, because we have we got endless people that are calling in that feel like there was a dodge there. Does anyone think that uh, the, that they agree with the Pence answer? Maybe and, you and think that I was too aggressive in the questioning. You're free to say, like, hey, Clay, I didn't think you handled it that well, right? I mean, it's, again, the First Amendment's alive and well. You're not going to agree with every single thing. You shouldn't. Every single thing that's said on this program or every single thing that's said by a guest or yeah. certainly a caller. And you can also send us an email at clayandbuck.com. Please become a VIP. Now, look, you know, Clay was salty today, but he was a little salty yesterday, everybody. Making fun of the elevated treadmill walking community, all right? He's Clay. I, for for, you, for people who are your age, not not elderly people. You know, I just didn't expect okay, you to be a, right. a, a treadmill you walker. Know, I I but I I get I'm in my 40s now and I get knee pain and shoulder pain and other things too like everybody else, all right? Just going to put this out there. Everyone who wrote in was like, "I think walking on the treadmill is great exercise and the science agrees with you." But look, regardless of whatever you do at the gym, chances are you're going to experience some pain and soreness. I certainly do. But thanks to our friends at Relief Factor, it doesn't have to be so bad. You see, I started taking Relief Factor. I'm following the recommended three packets a day. Now, most pain is the result of inflammation in the body, and Relief Factor addresses that with just four natural ingredients. That's right. Relief Factor is 100% drug-free. It was created by doctors and backed and perfected by over 15 years of scientific research. So get back on that treadmill. Crank it up to an elevation that really challenges you. And if you want to look really cool, put on a weight belt like I do. That thing looks awesome. Join the more than a million people who have purchased Relief Factors Quick Start. Order the three-week Quick Start for yourself now for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Either way, get the $19.95 three-week Quick Start developed for you. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 
You don't know what you don't know, right? But you could on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're going to be closing up in a few minutes here on Clay and Buck. Great time to remind you, the iHeartRadio app. Download it, and you can stream our show live anywhere you have cell or Wi-Fi service with the iHeartRadio app. You can also listen on demand to the Clay and Buck podcast. Please subscribe, because there's... Cool stuff going on that feed. You know, Pete Hexat's a good friend of mine, good friend of uh, Clay's. He joined. That podcast is up today, but we're not putting it on radio, only on the podcast. So Pete and I talk about 2024, a lot of other stuff. Uh, Tudor Dixon also has her podcast going into the Clay and Buck feed. So it's free. This is a free app, the iHeartRadio app. Please download it today if you haven't, and uh, certainly subscribe to our podcast. Uh, ClayandBuck.com, become a VIP if you want to email us. Go to ClayandBuck.com for that one. We got a bunch of uh, emails in this one. This one. This one landed. Uh, Clay effectively ended Mike Pence's presidential campaign. Pence will poll lower than Kamala in South Carolina in 2019. Clay is a hero. Buck was like a ref at an MMA fight when the loser is on the ground getting pummeled. Clay had Mike on the ground and was bloodying him. Buck came in and pulled Clay off of traitor Mike. I mean, I was. 
<laughs> I I did not like. I'm still fired up that Pence's answer is as bad and unprincipled as it was. And a buck. A lot of times when I'm listening, uh, I'm also thinking like, if we feel very fortunate to get to talk and interview people who want to be president of the United States. But that sometimes means you have to press them on questions because, as you all know, everybody, all these politicians are very skilled at getting into their talking points. And Pence kept dodging. And when you dodge, look, if he had come out, we were talking about this off air, Buck. If he had come out and just said, as a matter of principle, I think Trump is the wrong choice for America. I will not pardon him. He should have to reap the consequences of his behavior. I would disagree, but that's an answer. And if he had said, as a matter of principle, I don't believe... Anyone should be prosecuted politically like this, and they should not be allowed to be sent to prison. I would That's obviously the opinion I have. But to do this mealy-mouthed, middle-of-the-road answer, which is total BS and, frankly, I think is disrespectful of both us asking the question, but more than that, and more importantly, of the audience that is out there to make a decision about who you support, I just, I'm still flabbergasted that he was that bad at responding okay so we have one we, we we put it out and we're only going to take calls from people that want to take an alternative point alternative point of view right now about uh either the pence candidacy or, or how that interview went matt in yorktown virginia what have you got for us matt hello playing book good afternoon uh make this quick i don't agree with pence i think he should have answered but if he genuinely has a policy or habit of not commenting on hypotheticals like you pointed out then i think he does have an out there if it's Genuine Let me just push back a little bit on that. Accurate. It's not a hypothetical now that the indictment is out and he's read the indictment. When you are charged with a criminal offense, you're either not guilty, in which case you walk away as a free man, or you're guilty and they put handcuffs on you and you go to prison. So it isn't hypothetical to know that there is a very strong chance that Trump could be convicted and put in prison. So I understand, like, hypothetically, before the charges were filed, I would have a little bit more respect for that answer. Um but I, I don't have any respect for it now, frankly. I think you have to make a choice. That's what being a politician is about, letting us know what your choices are and what your leadership decisions would be. And we don't all have to agree with them. I mean, look, every president makes a 1,000 decisions every day, whatever the number is. We're not all going to agree with everyone, but I think you owe it to the audience to be honest about your opinions on the biggest issues. And this is the biggest issue right now. All right, Matt. Okay, well, Matt, yeah, Matt, Matt, look, Matt, Matt's just saying that if he has a rule, maybe he's sticking to that rule. But Clay, uh, Clay, don't make me have to pull you off another person here. Buck, <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? I'm still fired up about this. Like, Buck, this is a matter of such principle to me. You can't let the president be put in handcuffs and put in prison by his political opposition. I, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills sometimes because this is such an awful precedent. And by the way, yeah. you can disagree with me. I would apply it for Democrats too. I don't want the idea being set that everybody who runs for political office suddenly has to risk being in prison for the rest of their lives. You know what's going to be interesting? When we have Chris Christie on the show, and you ask him this question, because, uh, well, you know, that's, where you know, separating you two, I don't know if, I don't know if I have the forearm strength for it. I mean, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be tough, but, uh, cause I think he's, I don't want to put words in his mouth. I think he's going to go in the, Trump deserves it direction. I don't know. We'll see, but, but we're going to have him on. entitled to that opinion. Own it. Don't be dishonest to this audience. If he thinks that Trump should go to prison and he's running for the Republican nomination, Chris Christie should tell this audience. That's his right. All right. First Paging Chris Christie. Well. He's going to join us at some point. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 